Testing, testing. I can see voices. Yes. Okay. There it is. We'll put it there. Sure. Should be about, they say, about a ruler away from each of you. Okay. That should be fine. Should be fine. We'll see what happens. I hate hearing my voice. So this is really new. (laughs) And Taylor's my first guest. Yay. And we don't know what we're talking about, but we're just going to, we started talking about vaggy facials. So I saw it on Facebook. Okay. You can get a vagina, a vagi facial thing. So they literally, right. you go in. I saw, it, I saw it on the thing, and it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's so a- you know, like if you have a Brazilian or something, and you've got mm. ingrown hairs and all that malarkey, or if you just want a, a tidy up job because right. you're going to have sex on a new day, or you're going to the beach, or you just want to have a clean family, I suppose. Um, so you go, and they, they, they cleanse it and. Def- exfoliate it and moisturize it and get out the the ingrown hairs and steam it. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is too good. I I, I think that's a th- I think it's a good thing. I get IPL, which hurts, by the way. It's painful What's AF. IPL. Laser, so hair removal. Ooh, that ow. hurts. No. Yeah, okay. no, that, that hurts. It burns. Not gonna lie. Um, but I've never heard of a veggie facial. Yeah, apparently. It's is a it thing. expensive? I don't know. I've never had one. And I, I, I've, <laughs> I googled them to see if there are any in Perth, and there are. Okay. And I think they're about like like eighty, ninety dollars, like a like a facial would be. How would you feel though having someone down there? Like that? That wouldn't bother you. Well, I wouldn't because I've had three kids. It wouldn't bother me at all, actually. Yeah. Especially if they're cleaning it and doing all sorts of nice yeah. things. It's a bit like going for a wax, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, I a guess A bikini so. thingy, a, a yeah. what you call it, Brazilian thing. Mind you, no, I don't like those Brazilians. I they, haven't had one. I had one once. They look like hurt. I felt like I needed counselling afterwards. <laughs> like, it, I felt like it was so painful. And then afterwards I thought, why would you do that? It looks horrible. It's not, it's not, no, I don't, I think we should have hair around there. Even if it's just Maybe it's just bit. my generation. Your generation have no hair. It's no. kind of weird. My generation are about the bush. <laughs> about the bush. <laughs> We're all about the bush. No, my but, generation, like, if you come across someone with hair downstairs, it's like, what? Yeah, it's like weird, isn't it? Yeah. Guys, yeah. I mean, guys are a little bit of a mix. There's definitely not a lot of froze out there, but they're, like, in between shaman and kind of, like... Froze. Like, big, bushy, like... Oh, men yeah, bushes. Men, men. Man bushes. Yeah, man bushes, yeah. <laughs> God, that would be weird. Seeing a man, do they wax men, do you think? Shave. Shave their balls. Mm. They actually shave them. Yeah. They don't wax them. That would be too hard, wouldn't it? That would be really cruel. I'm sure there's guys out there that do. I can see them check, like, I can see them do that to their bums, but the actual. Yeah, no, they do gooch and balls and. Gucci balls. (laughs) That's the thing. You know the bit where you butt. Oh, hang on, let me just check the voicey thing. Yeah, we're still going. Okay. Um, Gucci balls. So your gooch, which is like the... We, we all have one. It's the part between your butthole and your private... That's called the perineum, not the gooch. <laughs> so it's called a gooch. Is that what yeah, you guys call like a gooch? Yeah, that's like the... I don't know, All right, we should, we should make this chat into the generation of differences between genital language and yeah, probably between a, a 50 and a 20. How old are you? 22. 22, yeah, and I'm 56, so there's a big gap in... See, I don't know, gooch a was a word. Yeah, gooch, that's what they call that bit between... The, the perineum. taint. Or the what? <laughs> taint, have you never heard? Like, I, I don't know where they No, I've never heard of taint either. <laughs> I don't know where they come from. 
right. Oh, and the second thing I want to talk about, mm. apart from balls and things and tapes and whatever gooches, um, there's, so I was talking to my friend last night about, you know, having to do, because I'm getting ready to get out there again, yeah. maybe have sex with somebody potentially lovely, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, there I am thinking, you know, squeezing, squeezing, doing the, you know, oh, the yeah, pelvic the floor. the kegels, yeah. The kegels, yeah. So I saw online, again on Facebook, I love Facebook. Wish. <laughs> Which gives me, gives me ideas. Sure. Um, these, um, these things that you put inside. The to, balls. Yeah, to yeah. sort of, but then my friend put me onto something even better. This place called the Pleasure Palace, which is all about beautiful rose quartz crystal yoni eggs and things oh, like that. Oh, there you go. And they've got like crystal dildos. Like how brilliant and literal cool. stimulatory thingy bobs. But I don't know like I looked at them and thought they looked they looked they looked scary. Well they Yeah and <laughs> but beautiful as well. Yeah. But apparently with the yoni eggs mm. you put them in and you wear them. And because they're quite heavy in there, and there's some that have like a little string thing that you can pull it out. But if you're a practiced yoni egg wearer, yeah. you don't need that. You don't okay. need those because then you sort of like push it out. <laughs> yeah, you push it out like laying an egg. This is what this YouTube channel told me. Anyway. Right. And so having it in there is constantly exercising mm. the Kegel muscles. Or the, is that the Kegel muscles? Ke- Kegels. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the muscles are called. I know they're called Kegels, though. Vaginal muscles. Anyway. Those things. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then the fans of Pleasure Palace, is it's, it's in Fremantle. And then they've got all these, like, yoga around connecting to your sacred yoni and your sexuality. I want to try that. it's really beautiful. I want to try the, that. I don't know if it's, like, sexual therapy where, like as a therapist and you like you're not even touching each other it's like different things that are supposed to make you like connect essentially yeah it's it's like it's like connecting on a spiritual sexual level rather than a physical sexual level yeah yeah i haven't seen that what's that therapy called i don't know but it's really interesting should google out that sounds good yeah because you know like if you haven't been with somebody for ages and then suddenly somebody's attracted to you and like it was really interesting because I got a lot of attention and because I got a lot of attention and this person was actually really looking at me, really interested in what I had to say, body language as well, like, because mm. my friend was watching the body language of this person with me and she was like, well, this is really good. He is actually really interested in her. And he was chatting to me and also then leaving and giving me space and then coming back. Mm. And then all the time from the beginning, he was going to leave, he was going to leave because he had work. And then he ended up staying, and he ended up staying, and he kept casually mentioning to my friend, that's because he was having such a good time. Okay. So, it was really good, you know, and then we swapped numbers, and I gave him a bit of a kiss, and it was nice, it was pleasant. But, so much of me is cynical about it. Yeah. But the other half is... Go to the pleasure passes, get your uni, do your exercises, get your vaginal, your vaginal facial, or whatever it's called, vaginal, <laughs> or vajazel. you know, get it all sorted down there, lose some yeah. weight, you know, like. So you've got all that one side, and then the other side is, yeah, but if I actually take my clothes off, he might not actually like what he sees. Do you know what I mean? It's that yeah. because you've had three kids, you've got stretch marks, and so then you you almost start self sabotaging, going, well, it's not really. Weird. I'll just be friends with him, and then you start lowering your expectations. Yeah. Whereas, if I was your age, that wouldn't even be entering my head. 
Yeah, see, even at 22, like, it's... So, I've been with my partner for nearly five years. Yeah. And so it's... So, how old were you when you got with 18. Right, so, okay. and we have a 12-year age gap. So, I'm 22, he's 34. See, that's quite a good age gap, if you ask it's, me. It's, it's a good <laughs> like, one. Like, maturity-wise as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it took me a very long time to feel comfortable. Do you want lemon? No, you're at that show. Yeah. Okay. It took me a really long time to be comfortable around him. So, yeah. like... Was because he was more mature? Um, I think just within my own, like, my own insecurities, like... But you're so beautiful and leggy and slim and... Yeah, but... You, know, you haven't had... A, there's no child stretch marks any time of year. Or... I have stretch marks and, yeah, you but... know, small boobs and scars and, like, it's, it's things yeah. that, like... Like, for example, in this scenario with you and this new guy, you yeah. assume that you're going to take your clothes off and he's not going to like what he's going to see. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it could be the complete opposite and he loves everything about you. And, and he takes his clothes off and I don't like what I see. Or that. <laughs> or he takes... Exactly. I mean, it no. could have a... It could you have... You don't yeah. know. True. Yeah. You don't know. So I think it's like we kind of assume that the things that we don't like about ourselves are the things someone else isn't going to like about us. If that yeah. Makes sense. Like I was really obviously insecure about my boobs, not having a bum... Like, I never had sex with lights on. Yeah, and, things like that. And and then everyone goes, what's your problem? Like, you're good looking. And it's like, yeah. well, when you don't feel that way, when Inside, you look in the mirror, yeah. then how do you expect someone else to feel that way about you? So it didn't matter how many times, like, he complimented me or told me I was this or I was that because I was so self-conscious within myself. I mean, now... Five years later, to be quite honest, I don't give a shit. But it's yeah. taken me a very long time. It took yeah. me three or four years to now be comfortable completely naked. Yeah. At any point in time during the day, lights on, lights off, whatever. Yeah. But that's a long time to yeah. you know, be intimate with someone and still have a fear of lights and being on and, you know, or closing your eyes during sex or kind yeah. of disengaging because you're so concerned about how the other person sees you that you don't yeah. want to look. So I don't want to see their reaction. Or yeah, wanna... that's true, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. And then also, I almost go, well, I don't want any of that because I don't want to be rejected. Hmm. So I just go, no, I don't want any of that. I'd rather not. So that's where the self-sabotaging starts to come in. The and fear like, of rejection. Yeah, and then where will it go anyway? And most men are assholes, And these are all the things that go through your mind. <laughs> yeah. No, they do, you know, like, and then you start talking yourself out of it. And so when they say, oh... You know, let's say not we'll meet because he said message saying maybe we'll meet next week, not this week because he's got kids and it's his birthday and there's lots of family stuff. And I was almost relieved, <laughs> but then yeah, kind of disappointed at the same time, but not. Yeah. You know, because family come first, and that's cool because I wouldn't want, I don't want somebody in my face in my life. Yeah, you're kind you know of what independent. I mean? I'm a free spirit, so yeah. Yeah, but I think that's. I think that's something that you need to explore together and just kind of hang out and not put expectations on where this relationship may yeah. be. Because it may turn into a, a relationship. Or a relationship. It could be a friendship. Yeah. You could just have good chemistry and sexual energy. It could be yeah. just someone that you enjoy True. spending time with, but you know it's not going... You don't have a romantic connection with them. So yeah, kind of just approach this like, who gives a fuck? Literally. Okay, and just go go with it. This is me. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe I've just been overthinking it because 100%. I've been stuck at home. Yeah. So, getting at the home thing. Let's talk about working from home. Oh. How are you finding it? 
Um, hmm. <laughs> I feel like I need a shot. No, um, <laughs> rough. I like the freedom of yeah. working at home. Like, I enjoy, I mean, I don't enjoy, but I like that, you know, at 12 o'clock, I can go, oh, let's put on a load of washing or, yeah, you know. Yeah, I can put my washing out. I can, yeah. I like that I can go for a quick swim down the beach. For my lunch break, you know, yeah. I can literally get there in five seconds, literally have a swim in the ocean, so beautiful, and yeah. then literally come back and all within 20, 25 minutes, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, so there's definitely perks, but then I guess the barriers to that is isolation. Like sometimes I feel extremely yeah. isolated without social connection. Obviously, yeah. living and working in the same place. It's hard to keep the two separate. Yeah, it so, is. So, like, I have a spare room that I work in, which was going okay to begin with, but then I felt completely isolated in this box of four walls. Yeah, because it was, is it quite a small room? It was a very small yeah. room, so I felt really isolated and very kind of... That's why I've moved into here. Yeah, I've sort Ooh. of semi-moved into my lounge room, but obviously I have personal conversations, and if my partner's home, yeah. it's a bit of a struggle, but, yeah, I'm finding it... There's perks and, and drawbacks. Yeah, I, I'm similar. So sometimes I'll feel really isolated. Yeah. Um, and but I go into the I go into the office once a week. Yeah. And we all catch up, which is really good. And then we'll have a, ca a team catch up once every two weeks as well. Yeah. So and then I'll reach out to my manager and we have chats and stuff like that, or mentoring, or just to clear something up so I know what direction I'm going in. And she's always available. Um, well, mostly if she's not running around down in you know south or somewhere um so and she because she's like more of a mentor style manager she doesn't micromanage anything she just yeah. supports and lets you work it out and yeah she's often on the same planet so you might ring her and go oh did i say this right did shall i do this should, you know what what direction i think i should go here she'll go yeah that's exactly where i was just thinking that so it's it's that sort of you know, our relationship and the team are really good. So when I get to go, say to Jindalup, for example, I love it because I get to go shopping as well. And yeah. there's food halls and there's things that I don't get around here. So it's like kind of exciting, you know, going to the office, get dressed up and go. But then, Do you like, find it hard to work though? No, at office? Yeah. No, I'm very productive. I just, I get a whole heap of stuff from my boss and then I'll just action it. And then I bring all my, you know, scanning, I have to do all the paperwork, and then I get it all together and do it at the office, and, and it's done. So my day's really done. But what I find that I really love about working from home is I can manage my own time a lot better yeah. than I can in an office. So I can, if I want an hour for lunch, if it's not busy and I haven't got loads of things around, I can work that extra in the morning, that extra in the evening to give myself that hour to go to the doctors or, yeah. you know, maybe go to the beach for a little while longer and a walk or something like that. I can wake up earlier if I'm feeling, you know, bright and breezy, even though I'm not clocked on, I can still get on and get quite a lot of work done, you know yeah. what I mean? And then be available all day, even though I'm still, doing my thing and because I'm here alone there's no one here to hear my conversations yeah so yeah. so it's pretty freeing and so that's why I brought the table and the thing into the into here because I feel like it's here I can see outside and I feel like a bit more part of what I can see people walking past so I feel a bit more like you're not I'm isolated. part of yeah I'm not yeah. so isolated so I'd say I'd say and also on a Monday morning if you're tired you don't have to rush 
get ready, That's true. look good, doesn't matter, stick your pajamas on, go and get a coffee, come back, open your computer and boom, you started and it's great. I think sometimes that's my other issue is if well, I'm like, not doing anything. I like anything, to visit clients too, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm having one of those days where I wake up, sometimes I'll stay in my robe the whole day. <laughs> the whole day. No shower, like just an absolute slob. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh, that was bad. Like, yeah. I find... Pajama day, I call that. Yeah, but once a week, once a fortnight, once a month, like yeah. my pajama days are every day if I don't have to leave the house. Oh, Which is I see. very bad. Yeah. Not good for your mental health. Not good for yeah. And, and you have you have to you have to have a shower, get ready. You have to or go out and have. If I don't have a shower in the morning and I start work, you can guarantee at lunchtime I'm in I'm on the beach. I'm yeah. in the and then I have a shower when I come back. Or sometimes I don't because I work through. It just depends on how busy you are, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to swap it now. I think the future is really being able to have all all those three things. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Like for you, I think you need to get out more. Do you do, you do more? Like, do you get any sort of office time with, with I, people, team meetings? I, uh, we do a lot of team meetings via Zoom. Yeah. We go into the office oh, once Zoom. a week. Oh, you do? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I find we're not in there the whole day. We're usually a half day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find I'm craving so much social interaction yeah. that it's just a whole bunch of unproductive chitter chatter yeah and then and then I come yeah, there home is a lot of that going on and I'm highly stressed because I'm like okay I've got KPIs to meet that I've now just wasted half a morning on so where yeah. am I going to get my six and a half hours crammed in my four hour kind of yeah. afternoon so it, it really depends I think as I'm as I'm going along I'm, I'm learning now that I need to start finishing at the time that I that I should be leaving the house and going for a walk or doing something and then coming back home almost as a reset. Yeah. Because I feel like if I go from work straight into sort of, you know, dinner and whatnot, mm. I feel like the two clash home and It like home mixes and, all in, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Mm. Where I feel like I need to kind of remove myself from, from home and it being work and then come back in as, all right, this is home. That's why at 4.30 I'll walk to the shop. I'll clean up. I'll walk to the shop and I'll reset the house for the evening. Yeah, and that's and, that, and that's me also. What I also do is I normally, you came over tonight so I left the computer out, but normally I would clear all this computer away, put it all in that spare room where my drawing board, my drawing yeah, table yeah. is, put it all in there so it's completely away. So that's part of my cleanup process. And then to get some bloody exercise, because I've got to start moving around more and lose some bloody weight, um, I, I walk to the shops. So that, and then when I come home, it's not like extra clean, but it's tidied up. Yeah. And it's ready for the evening. And then I'll either ring friends, go on Facebook, do whatever, or go out or go, you know, whatever. But I do find now I'm starting to get, I feel like I should make more of an effort to get out more and join more groups of interest. Yeah. And that I'm being lazy. Agreed. And I'm, I'm in a rut. Lazier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like a bit rottish now. I'm just like, mm. you know, and this is how, hence why I also started the podcast, is to become more creative. Yeah. And to have projects. And, you know, I got the drawing thing and I've hardly done any drawing. I mean, I have done some drawing, but I haven't done the amount of drawing I thought. I had envisaged I'd be doing, yeah. you know, so it's like, it's like that person that goes, oh, I'm going to start this hobby and they start it and they put it, they do it for a few weeks and go, well, that's enough of that. Yeah. And then another, and then that's, 
but I don't want to do that. Like I want, I do want to be more social. Like I want to do my dancing, ballroom dancing. I want to go out and do, you know, uh, life drawing classes. Yeah. And then I see them, or I want to do Tai Chi or whatever it is, you know. And I think, right, I'm going to go and I put in my diary. Yeah, yeah. And the night comes out, oh no. And I'll think of a I'm million excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why I can't go. So I started pole dancing as oh. a hobby. Cool. That, that was is really, cool. that was really fun. That's hard. Yeah, oh, very hard. Oh, when I shit. first started, I couldn't hold myself on a pole. Now I can do a few tricks, which is fun. I'm not graceful. No, sorry, that's what I wanted to do. So. Uh, do you think I build you one? Well, I stopped pole because we're in the process oh. of buying a house, oh. uh, building a house. Um, we've just got our pre-approval, so we're just waiting on formal approval. But because they watch everything that you spend, like a oh, walk, do they? I had to stop just so that it was clean for the bank to to see that I. Are wasn't you serious? Yeah. So if the bank sees that you're pole dancing, they're not going to give you a loan? No, not not if they could see that you're pole dancing, but you've got to stick to quite a strict budget and savings because my mortgage is huge. Why have you got such a big mortgage? Because uh, <laughs> we wanted the biggest piece of land that we could find in the area and the biggest house that we could build. So what? I think my mortgage is 470000 So how are you going to afford that? Like a month? Two incomes? Because, yeah, you've got two incomes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because you can't do it on one income. Mm-hmm. You can. I save $1,000 a fortnight. How? All right, now, this this podcast turning into saving tips by <laughs> Taylor. Okay, let's go. You can teach me a thing or two. So I automatically put away $1,000 a fortnight. Yeah. So as soon as my money comes in, uh, $600 is on rent. So yeah, three hundred dollars a week, and then I have six hundred dollars left over to but what pay about, bills. Yeah, that's everything. And food, food, Ele- um, electricity bills. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't I have don't have loan, any do car you? loans. No, I don't have. Oh. I, so I paid off my hex debt, which was four and a half thousand. Yeah, and my car I paid off by my twenty first. So I've gotten rid of all my credit cards, all my debt. Literally, as soon as I got this job, I went ham, paid everything off. And then, um, yeah. So I consistently put away a thousand dollars a fortnight. So since since working, so I've saved about ten k. Shit, I've really got to start thinking about this. All right. So, but I, oh, I'm I struggle every week, like because I had my car because I just had my car serviced, mm. three hundred eighty dollars, right? Yeah, it's rough. And then it was the the Christmas party and everything. Like I'm literally on one hundred and sixty six dollars till next week, and I've got to get petrol. Yikes. And I don't get paid till Thursday next week. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you know what I'm saying? So like, but I live like a hermit how? crab. I don't go out. I don't buy fast food. I don't. I, I occasionally. Do you vape? Yeah, yeah, you vape. And you drink alcohol. Drink Not wine. very often. No. Okay. No. I, I have started having a couple of beers after work this week. Just, yeah. It's just been a crazy week. Yeah. Um. But no, and I I pay 100% of rent by myself. Oh. 5% of bills. That's not halved, that's me. So, so where do you buy your food? <laughs> if that's the case. Uh, Aldi, Costco. Aldi's wherever. definitely good. Yeah. Bloody hell. So, because we get similar amounts of money, which we won't discuss on this podcast. <laughs> but I, I am lucky. By the time I paid off my rent, my bills, 
my car loan, my insurance. But your car loan's quite hurt. Yeah, it's quite high. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm like twelve hundred dollars gone. So there's not really Do you have after paying all that? Yeah, stuff? I've got a couple yeah. of those. I've got a couple of um, no no, it's nearly down. It's right down to about um it's actually down to about five hundred now. So I pay mm. $100 every two weeks okay. for those. It's yeah. a HUM account, it's not oh, okay. after pay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I have for emergencies. So I got my teeth done. Like all my fillings and all my cleaning had to be done yeah, for that, so that yeah. was good. Yeah, because that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and there's no way, if I could, like, I should, you're right, like if I really thought about it, I should be able to save. Something. Something, it, but, the... but you're saving a thousand every two weeks. Yeah. It, that would be me not eating at all, or paying bills, if I did that. I, I couldn't possibly. So if I saved 500 a week. But do you go out and have coffees? And have, yes. Yeah, see, I I limit myself to, I when we go for a meetup on Thursday, sometimes I'll buy a coffee, yeah. $5 occasionally here or there. But other than that, we don't go out for dinners. No. Like that. And that, that's been a huge, like, impact on my social and yeah because we i just can't because the bank yeah. watches everything that i spend so closely so so you need to do things like picnics and things that involve not lots of money and yeah 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 so like with christmas coming up yeah. it's really hard i know um, i was thinking the same budget <laughs> sure. um but it's just at first i found it really really hard i was like oh my god and then i actually realized how much money i spend on shit yeah. Absolute shit. And do you know like, what no, I should do? It's not that bad. I should write a diary of all the money I spend on shit. Because you'd be surprised. Yeah. And then maybe take that money that I've spent on shit and don't spend it on shit and save it. Well, the only like the only things that come out of my bank reoccurring are Netflix and Stan. They're yeah. the two things I won't give up. <laughs> no, Netflix definitely. Right, let's swap. Just to end, we'll do another five minutes, but let's talk about... Netflix. Okay, the world has changed since Netflix came into our homes. I love Stan, Netflix, and Prime Video now. Right? I'm gonna try Prime. Try Prime. It's bloody great. So, what is your what is going on with your Netflix? What's your favourite Netflix show at this moment in time? And we'll have a quick, quick preview. Ooh, that's really tricky. I feel like we've like finished everything. Yeah, I, I did enjoy Virgin River. I don't know if you watched. I have watched Virgin River. It's, it's a bit Virgin cheesy, River. but I like it. It's comforting. It it's is. comforting. I liked The Queen's Gambit. Oh, I don't think I watched oh, that. Oh, watch that! You'd love it. So I don't know if you ever did. You ever see Mad Men? Yes. All right. So you know the real chic brilliance of the background and the props and what they wore and yeah, the eye yeah, to detail yeah. for the fashion and the era and the all theory. of that. The Queen's Gambit is very, very similar because okay. it's all set in the 50s, 60s. So you've got the wall, the crazy wallpaper and the women drinking at 12 noon in their fluffy slippers and their thing, you know, and the taking of Valium and, you know, because that's what women did at the time. They were given Valium and children were given Valium at the time, yeah. you know. Um, but it's about, it's a really interesting um, take on this. It's a true story about this woman who's, who plays chess and one of the first female chess players in the world. And yeah. it's and she's an extraordinary looking actress as well. Like she she really is a strange looking girl, but she's absolutely brilliant in this role. And even though you know nothing about chess, or you know you can play a little bit of shit chess yourself. I can't play chess. Well, but you know I can play really crap chess. 
but the, you're so into it by the end. You're just like, oh my god, and you're just you're just watching it like fully present. It's just so well done. I stumbled across it, but the thought of watching something to do with chess. No, nope, that's what I thought. Yeah, not nah, not for me. And then I heard from all these other people, don't be stupid, watch it. From the first episode, I was like, I was in, I was in, I was sold. I think the couple of shows that are like mainstream kind of always playing. So if we're going to bed and I I shit you not, we've probably watched these about six, like six times. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, Christina, my sister watches that, I think. Yeah, she loves that. Yeah. Uh, the Big Bang Theory. Oh, I love that. Love. I can watch we've reruns of that. We've def- definitely yeah. watched that a few times. And nothing really comes to mind at the moment. I feel like Netflix, because of COVID... It went downhill a little bit, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. And it all just kind of went... Um, Dynasty. Oh, yes. Love Dynasty. <laughs> Your love age Dynasty. group would. But our age group loved it when it came out. The old school Dynasty. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah, you didn't know there was an old school. No, oh, yes. It was all born on the old version. So, so funny. But I'll tell you what's on um, Stan. Yellowstone. Oh, no. Oh, God. That's good. If you like really hot men and horses. Oh, yeah. Course. Yeah, hot men horses and, <laughs> and, and like, you know, it's abs- it's really, it's brilliant. It's a, it's about this ranch and this guy who owns this ranch and it's Kevin Costner's in it. and he's need to and, write this shit down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll write it down for you before we go. <laughs> and anyway, and then he's got Beth, he's the daughter who's just out. She's completely out there. And it's about the Indian reservation and the, the Yellowstone um, res- um farm and what they do there and just about the power play and about the politics that's happening in the area but it's got it's got cowboys it's got real cowboys hot cowboys in it yeah really good but it's we're waiting at the moment because yeah covid and everything we've got to start filming again so that's a pain yeah i tend to watch more like sci-fi drama kind of like oh there's a new sci-fi app that's really good. What's it called? Jeez, can't remember. Um, oh, I'll get back to you on that one. But that's really good. I'll, I'll let you know. So, I'm going to turn this off because I think we've talked for 30 minutes now. <laughs> Subjects we've covered. What have we covered, Taylor? Netflix. <laughs> Go back to the beginning. We've, we've oh, back covered... to the beginning. My bad. Design of vaginas. Design of vaginas. Design of vaginas. Yeah. Vagina facials. Vagina facials. What uh, generations call sexual body parts? Yeah, like. Although I feel like we didn't really gooch. like. <laughs> it was a like, I mean, we touched on the guy things like more deep cock, like the kind of general. But like, what what? Well, I have this other podcast. It's called Wine in My Teacup, and it's R-rated. So we may want to leave that for that one. <laughs> Probably a good idea. So um, next, what else did we talk about? Working oh, working from, from home. And Netflix. Understand. We're a bit boring, aren't we? Anyway. Oh no, we've given some good reviews to certain things. And what tea are we drinking? What tea are we drinking? Aha! See, it's a mixture of Yorkshire tea, Yorkshire tea bags, and Earl Grey tea bags. It's very nice. Yeah, it is. It's really pretty. Actually, it's in a very pretty teacup. It is. Um, We're drinking tea, not wine. This is not R-rated. This is not wine in a teacup. This is put the kettle on. (laughs) Thank you, Taylor, for being such a good guest. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'll see you soon for another session. Sure. I'll put the kettle on. Sure. (laughs) Cool. (laughs)